Let the doors of the circle be open to those that are traveling and transitioning from pity to purpose, from hurt to healing, from indignity to vulnerability, from immaturity to introspection, from gloomy to being glowed up, from dissent and denial, from candor to truth telling. I invite you to share with me as we chronicle this work called Moving from Girl to Grown. Dear Lady Love, I remember when I got my first love letter, better yet, my first kiss. It was all hot and bothered, abrupt and full of spontaneity from a boy. In real time, each experience had music touches and tender moments associated with them. I thought, what if you could have earth shattering deep sighs, picturesque sunsets, a soundtrack of long songs that are reminiscent of when you fell back in love with yourself. And every day you made a concerted effort to deepen that love, to fortify it, to nurture it. What if? life demands confirms that we need habits that will help us to move through our day with grace patience intention and connection through prayer meditation setting intention journaling grounding saging retreats revivals sabbaticals have become the name of the game in terms of making a mental reset there are generations of girls who already have this sense of knowing and doing they have been showing us OGs that it is on us to have a routine that can it doesn't have to fit into the box that society says is green lit. But mothers have quietly been creating a means of connection and rewind, mental rewind. But we fight with some of the ways of self-care such as manicures, pedicures, massages because that there is an element of guilt associated with taking money out of the household to care for oneself. We all have different ways we all have different ways of caring for ourselves that are right for us and I hope we can be open to new ways of self-care. fund, invest diversely, have a will, life insurance, and get out of debt. Some would say that's too many moving parts. I want to be rich. That's something you hear all the time. I know I'm definitely guilty of making that statement or bare minimum thinking it. But I would say that most of us experience a level of guilt associated with making such a comment. Definitely African American people. Because underneath that, it infers a level of exploitation. Mostly of your own people. I even had an issue with budgeting because it seemed like it was so limiting in scope of how I could move financially. But if I am concerned about my financial well-being, I have to have tools that will support me in living a financially healthy and rich 
life. Investments don't require as much money as you think. There are tools, financial ones, that will help you and meet you where you are with your knowledge of money. Nine lives, nine lives, nine lives. I am not a lover of cats. In fact, growing up, I was told many myths and long tales that really speak to why I'm always giving them the side eye whenever they are in my periphery. But there is some truth to this nine lives-ish, and it just might be applicable to how we show up in the world. Seeing that we act as one of the authors in our narrative, let's do some self-edits and some rewrites where we show up more courageous, more present, more loving, more adventurous, more open, more vulnerable, more intentional, and recommit ourselves to these principles daily or moment by moment. Side hustles, businesses, second careers, consulting, influencers, multiple streams of income. Whatever way you would like to put an identifier on it, black women are dictating the ways of running them their coin. We want to own the means of monetization for our livelihoods. We see the power and the freedom in doing so. Women desire to determine what work looks like for them and what amount of time and energy will be dedicated to it we want to construct our own dreams and not be the builders of others and we want those dreams to create access to what the most high has for us I was a woman that had come into a strong sense of knowing of her beauty. But the girl in me questioned my capacity to love deeply and grew to believe that getting lost in the details of someone else's story was an example of how profound my love was for them. My awakening as a woman had me revisit falling in love with myself again. I am seeking a sense of connection and mindfulness daily. I am now a woman on a journey to love hard, dream big, and grow into all that the Most High has for me. August of 2019, I made up my mind. I'm moving back home. I started my hunt and it was ongoing. Not really seeing my children while still working and living in Chicago. It was a struggle. But I continued to press on and go back and forth to find a new space for me to be, to flourish, and to grow. In January of 2020, it was supposed to be the year of greatness of lots of money making the year dreams and ambitions materialize I was still on my hunt for a job 
I was still on my hunt for a house in another city, in another state. I went to a couple of interviews. All of them were sorely lacking in the area of pay. But I did secure a job or two. I thought I had found a house that I would really like. And then... I went, I deposited my money, and come to find out this man was a scammer. So let me let y'all know how this panned out. So this is a story time. I called my aunt and I was like, I got a house, I got a house, I got a house, right? And so she was telling me, okay, these are the steps to get your utilities cut on, all this great stuff. So I'm getting excited. Bah, 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 bah. And then I started trying to get my utilities cut on. I attempted to get my electricity cut on, only to find out the electricity had already been cut on. This scamming ass man took my deposit and gave the home to someone else I was nauseated number one because I had a deep seated anger that I had been gained by some lame and that I was never going to be able to get my money back but I had a friend that instilled quite a bit or a substantial amount of fear. And I got my money back. So I got back on that road and started looking again. And I found my house. In March of 2020 I moved into my home and it was the greatest I was able to go in fry my fish the way I wanted take a nice bubble bath binge on Netflix and Hulu pray meditate do some yoga, take long walks, have a nice cup of the finest southern sweet tea that you have ever had. It was just great. And so I left, came back down with my plans. I'm gonna do this and that and the third. April 2020 was the day that I felt like I had been knocked off my center. The month where I had felt like I had been knocked off my center. On April 8th at about 4.30 in the afternoon I got a call from my sister that my mom was gone when she told me this initially I told her she was a liar I hung up in her face and I was like I'm gonna call my mother right now because I know this woman has literally lost her shit telling me some type of foolishness I called my mother and the phone just rang I felt like my heart has stopped in my chest. Come to find out, my mother had died 
I felt like that was the worst heartbreak ever. Now, mind you, my children hadn't been in my home for going on six months. That dad had told them whatever he needed to tell them to keep them away from me. But I was still pushing and moving and persevering. But I'm not going to lie, y'all. My mother, like, mm-mm. I was questioning everything. And I attempted to call my mother, to call my ex-husband to see if I could speak to my children and come get them. Now, this is in the time of Aronas. This was the beginning. So, everybody was extra scared. And I went to try to tell him. He cursed me all the way out. And I had to get somebody else to call him to convince him to let my kids come with me so my kids came with me only to find out that my children were being challenged by his new mate and being intimidated manipulated and used as a pawn. In this period of time, my ex-husband and I were starting to try to have some type of channels of amicability for the betterment of the children. Because my oldest daughter was going off to college in five months. So we were trying to quickly clean things up and get it together. May came Mother's Day. so hard for me so hard it became a little bit more of a softer place to fall when I had my children for the weekend it was a rainy day we really couldn't go out so we drove to some of our favorite places and ate grilled chicken from the grocery store in Chicago, which is the best, and coleslaw and Hawaiian sweet rolls. And we had Stan's Donuts for dessert. Oh, we also had some sundaes. That was really good. But it's always cathartic for me to be around my children, I grow a little bit more, I learn a little bit more, I become a little bit more patient, I become a better listener. And things were going, I thought pretty well. I had what I believed to be at the time because it was no other way to identify it, a coronavirus scare at my job. But come to, come to find out, it was a serious bout with 
some other type of sickness. But it wasn't the virus. So I sat in my house. I fried my fish. I washed my hair. I let my hair dry in the sun. And all was right with the world. My melanin situation was popping per usual. And I was watching the YouTubes. And I received a text from my oldest daughter telling me that her dad told her that they would need to accept his new relationship or they would have to get the fuck out of his house. When I tell you I went through about four different pairs of glasses trying to read that text, I was completely fluid, baffled, and ready to fold somebody up like a party chair in the corner. But I knew that I had to wait it out and really think about things and see what was truly going on. So I ended my time at my home and got back to the shy. And had a couple of conversations with my youngest child only to find that what he was saying was absolutely true. So I went later on that week. I constantly questioned him, are you sure y'all want to do this? Are you sure y'all want to do this? And so I got in touch with the parents of the grandparents of the children dropped the children off with all of their things pulled from the home the children stayed with their grandparents and the very next day that is when the proverbial shit hit the fan their father was stranded at the airport needless to say this is when the dramatics the theatrics and definitive antics of a grown a black man began I spent much of my life my adult life watching a man that felt like he was above, above all legal law and moral and ethical rules Because he had been able to manipulate, dupe, and skirt everything that was right so that he could live his life the way he wanted to. And no one was going to get in his way. That included his ex-wife. That included his children. But little did I know things would get worse. June 2020. Coming off the heels of the great walking papers tour 
given to my children without no thought they were being bounced from home to home in June I decided it would be good for my kids to go visit my family we went back and had a very good time steady trying to prepare for my oldest daughter's descent into the next stage of her journey into adulthood which is college we threw her a zoom graduation party and had the best time My birthday came everything was great they took me we went into the city and walked around at the park they bought me crab legs and my daughter made a homemade three-layer chocolate cake with chocolate buttercream frosting a lot of days praying and meditating praying and meditating because things were escalating on the family front with my ex-husband I had had multiple meetings with him where we were trying to just basically get our stuff together and really help each other to finish raising our last minor child. We had a meeting and it had been brought out that he lied. What a shock. Um, but his story was, I never told you guys not to check up on your mom. Now, mind you, this is the time where I wasn't seeing my kids at all. So, I was in a complete shock. So, I go to Georgia. come back on June July 10th my plan was to work hard and to get all this money together so that I could help my daughter pay her tuition and then I had another abrupt situation take place July 12th at a quarter till 5 o'clock y'all see a pattern here things are always happening between 4.30 and 5 o'clock but I digress. I got a call from my ex-husband telling me to come get the girls. I was frantically asking him, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? What happened? What happened? What happened? Amber, just come get the girls. Come get the girls. Okay. So I'm running around like Celie on the color purple. You know that time when she slapped the mannequin? You know what I'm saying? She had got that gangster strength. Yeah. I was running around like that. And I received a phone call from my youngest daughter saying that my ex-husband had assaulted my oldest child. He choked her. 
he punched her multiple times in the face and he body slammed her into a tub when I got to her she was not at her father's house she was at a relative's house so I immediately tried to take her to the to the police station it was the wrong police station so then I took her to the hospital where I had to get back to work so I went and put her up in a hotel her and her sister and before she went to the hotel we attempted to take her to the hospital so that she could get checked out but I was in the middle of a work shift so I had to bring her back to the doctor this began the hardest part of being a caretaker and a guide to my children everybody in my family and all my friends quote unquote my extended family jumped in and helped it was a scary time for everybody because physically no one really knew what had really really been damaged in my child um but from the negative stuff came a sense of strength and pride and tenacity and fire and grit that I never knew that I shared a role in putting in my child. My daughter decided to be vulnerable and she wrote a story about her incident of subsequent abuse and assault and put it and made her a GoFundMe page. In 10 days or less, she raised over $10,000 to pay for her tuition to go to school. Meanwhile, back on the ranch, or as us black people know, back in the hood, I was struggling. I started to have severe stomach pains chest issues felt like it was really just anxiety and I also realized that I was having what they call um, vicarious trauma and what that is is when you experience and this is what I've been told when trauma from a family member or a friend is reenacted and you feel it so I was so angry because I had trusted my children's father and I trusted his parents everybody all of them let me down they cut my children off and did not speak to them but through all of this we my daughters and I filed two orders of protection filed a police report got health paperwork discharge paperwork to demonstrate 
a level of protection or wall of protection rather and safety around us and this is when I began to get stronger in a different way in learning how to navigate the legal system years ago I struggled with my emotions and I felt like I feel what I feel and people just need to respond to it but one thing that I've learned from my daughter's situation situation was that emotions have a place when I first started trying to physically separate from my ex-husband probably about six months in I had debilitating anxiety because I didn't know where I was going to go I didn't know what I was going to do my credit was bad all of that negative dialogue and self-talk was popping up and day after day was passing and I didn't have any viable options for a living space for myself let alone for my children so I do remember that anxiety that feeling coming up and I struggled So we're doing this different now. My Dear Lady Love segment will now include journal prompts. So the first journal prompt I decided that I would start with would be, what is holding me back from living my dream life? So... We got to take this thing all the way back, all the way back. So, initially when I was on my journey, my continual journey of healing, one of the things that I felt held me back were my daughters. Now, don't get me wrong. This is not to put a negative connotation on anything thing about my daughter's presence or their motivation or their love or anything like that. I believe that I had to stay in one geographical location so that they could have access to me at any time. But by me staying made me quietly resentful and it kept me in a place where I was being safe, quote unquote, and living small. And we know where that gets you, nowhere fast. So, although I stepped out and no longer cater to ideas or had practices that didn't serve me I was still on a path that was taking me okay y'all another new component that I am introducing to the dear lady love success segment is 
manifestations and affirmations but first I'm going to begin with an affirmation that is intimately linked to the journal prompt and that is this I am confident in my abilities to provide a space for myself and my children I am confident in my abilities to provide a space for myself and my children I am confident in my abilities to provide a space for myself and my children. Now, I highly suggest that or the way it has been expressed to me that you should use journal prompts is to repeat it multiple times in a mirror. It could be the one in your bathroom, it could be the one in your bedroom, it could be while you're listening to NDRE, it could be while you listen to City Girls. I don't know what y'all black women, especially y'all great ones out here doing, to show up as whole bosses, but affirmations are a good place to start to boost your confidence and to rebuild your self-esteem and your self-worth and your self-value. So again, I will repeat. I'm confident in my abilities to provide a space for myself and my children. One thing that I learned, and that is this, that in order for me to be good to my children, I must first be good to myself. That is a recurring lesson that has come up in my life. I hope that this affirmation can help some of the brown girls and grown women to move in a different space, a different mental space of courage, of fierce self-love, and compassion and patience with yourself as you go stronger. I got jobs, queens. Translation, multiple streams of income, gigs, and side hustles. This is the segment where we will begin to flesh out all the ways we could be stacking our coin and rebuilding our weight. I have always had sincere hesitation about venturing out and doing something that I'm good at. I remember even asking a dear friend of mine who is now an influencer something like, who am I to claim I can speak on a topic as if, as if I have the experience? So let's do a little role play. I'm going to ask this question. How can I have the audacity of going into a field that I am not an expert? Answer, who are you not? Because really, who validates your capacity? It is your experience that dictates and confirms that you can unapologetically go into a field and work and flourish. So you guys go ahead, you cook, you clean, you do nails, you start a notary, you do makeup, you create a subscription service, you provide consultation on health and emotional well-being, you make wigs, you do it all. (music) 
Nine lives, nine lives, nine lives. We are back to speak on this nine lives-ish. Remember this segment, friend girl, is for the self-edits and the revisiting of our dreams, ambitions, and aspirations and such. Some time ago, I crafted a dream that allowed me to experience a level of protection, permission, and agency at a time when I needed to levitate out of a very toxic space. I dreamed my way out. It's so simple, but dreaming saved me. So let's revisit the life of being a dreamer. Make them as vivid and as detailed as possible. Plan. Be, plan on being your biggest fan. Plan on being unapologetic, feminine, and vulnerable. This is my homework for you guys and myself to revisit our power of dreaming. Welcome back to the Ways and Means Militia. Previously, this segment included tips, tea, and a common sense approach to money. But we are going to shift just a teaser, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Because how are we going to stack our coin and amass all these properties, stocks, bonds, CDs, and such when we are in piss poor health in our bodies? So, This brings me to the beginning of the title of the segment, The Ways. Now, this segment will include topics such as detoxing, intermittent fasting, and overall changes in our lifestyle. The first topic that I would like to discuss is detoxing. There are some simple everyday routines, practices, and processes that we can engage in to begin to detox our bodies. The first one that I would like to discuss with you is can we just get them eight glasses of water in? No, because if you're anything like me and you don't really like water, you have to do all types of visual tricks and tomfooleries to get us, meaning me, meaning we, meaning I, to drink the water. So, let's first start with the receptacle upon which that we put up to our lips to consume the water. Make it a nice glass is what I'm trying to say. You should first try warm water with lemon in the morning. At least that's what the experts say. And for the most part, I think it works. Also, you can infuse your water with fruit or charcoal. Gradually add more leafy vegetables. Try taking a probiotic. Eat more foods that repopulate the gut floor. That means shift the gut floor in the stomach to add more good bacteria than bad. So, we are doing things different. The new Dear Lady Love segment will include journal prompts. So the first journal prompt I decided I would start with is What is holding me back from living my dream life? So we have to take this all the way back, all the way back. Initially, on this journey, one of the things that I felt held me back was the responsibility of what others said it meant to be a mother. Or, in my case, a mama. Because there is a distinction. 
I was mired in the dialogue of a narcissist that was wrapped in abuse of all kinds. I believed that I needed to be in one geographical location so that my daughters could have complete access to me at any given time. But by me staying in that one geographical location, it made me quite resentful of my mother. I was living safe and I was playing life small. And we know where that gets you. Nowhere fast. So, it was at that moment, without me knowing it, a new layer of capacity was born. And that was the ability to drink fiercely and unapologetically. So, I invite you guys to ponder on this journal prompt. What is holding you back from living your dream life? Come and let's share. Alright, 